0: Hi, I'm Young and Christian. Welcome to Young and Christian, a podcast that explores the Christian world from a young person's perspective. Our desire is to inspire, impact, and lead teenagers and young adults in their everyday lives. I'm your host, Nova, and for more info on Young and Christian, make sure to follow us on social media at, at Pod. And with that, here's this week's episode. Hi, I'm Young and Christian. You're listening to Young and Christian, a show that explores the Christian world from a young person's perspective. My name is Nova, and on this episode, we'll be discussing peer pressure, my personal story with peer pressure, and how to handle peer pressure. Hi, I'm Young and Christian. Hey guys, hey lovely people. I hope everybody's doing well. I hope you guys are having a beautiful Sunday. But y'all realize that on the last episode, I forgot to have an outro. And I kind of want to beat myself up for it. Because how could I forget? But like, I literally did not put an outro. And if you haven't listened to the last episode, we talked about love. And you know, my thoughts on love and some I answered some rapid fire questions. So, if you haven't listened to it, this is your sign to listen to it. But anyways, let's get into today's episode. I'm super excited to be here. And you guys have been responding very well to this podcast. And I'm super satisfied. Of course, I want more growth. But I'm actually very satisfied to, like, you know, where I'm at right now. So, I'm super happy about it. But today, on today's episode, uh, as you probably have heard from the... Intro, we're talking about peer pressure, my personal story with peer pressure, and how to handle peer pressure. So it is an honor and a privilege for me to keep getting the chance to be listened by you, and I'm very grateful that you keep coming back and listening to me talk. I know I don't have the prettiest voice, but I totally appreciate it. I don't know if we've been doing this here, but we should definitely start, you know, having like a 30-second prayer. So close your eyes and bow your head and let's pray. Dear Heavenly Father, thank you for reminding us on a daily basis that you are our helper. That you will not let us fall nor stumble and you watch over us and you protect us. Thank you for showing us what it means to practice humble servanthood. Please help my words today impact and inspire whoever is listening. In Jesus' name, amen. So yeah, as you can see by the title and probably from what you've heard in the intro, we're going to talk about peer pressure. I'm pretty sure we all know what peer pressure is, but today we're mainly going to focus on the things we do out of peer pressure, or simply what it's like experiencing peer pressure. When you were a little kid, your parents usually... Chose your friends, right? Putting you in play groups or arranging play dates with certain children they knew and liked. Now that we're ho- older, we decide who our friends are and what groups we want to spend time with. Your friends, your peers, or people your age or close to it who have experiences and interests similar to yours. You and your friends make, you know do- um, make a good amount of decisions every day. And you influence each other's cho- choices and behaviors. And this is often positive. It's human nature to listen and learn from other people in your age group. It's re- really, truly common, you know. As you became more independent, your peers naturally play a greater role in your life. As school and other activities take away uh, you know, take you away from home, you may spend more time with peers than you do with your parents and siblings, I know we all do, you know, we kind of spend more time with our fam with our friends than with our families, which is kind of ironic how we live with our fa- um, families, depending on your age, but we spend more time with our friends, but that's how it is, and you'll probably develop close friendships with some of your peers, and you may feel so connected to them that, you know, they're like a, an extended family, Besides close friends, your peers include other kids you know who are the same age, like people in your grade, church, sport team, or community. And these peers also influence you by the way they dress and act, things they're involved in, and the attitudes they show. One thing's for sure is that peer pressure starts from a young age, and also in the most oblivious ways or else we wouldn't be talking about it, right? For instance, imitation plays a large role in children's lives. Like, in order to pick up skills and techniques that they use in their own life, children are always searching for behaviors and attitudes around them that they can, you know, copy. In other words, children get influenced by people that are important in their lives, such as friends, parents, and and even YouTubers, you know, celebrities, singers, dancers, and more. As you may know, uh, adolescence is the time when a person is most susceptible to peer pressure because peers become an important influence on behavior during adolescence. When you're entering the spirit of life, you become more aware of the first time or more aware for the first time of the other people around you and realize the importance of perceptions in their interactions. Disclaimer before we get any further. Peer pressure happens when a person influences another person's behavior. It is a common part of growing up, and makes choosing healthy decisions that much harder. This is like truth. This is truth speaking. Sometimes the pressure you feel in your life often come from your 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 peers, whether it's your parents, friends, mentors, or more. They may pressure you into doing something you're uncomfortable with, such as shoplifting. Doing drugs or drinking, you know, we're keeping it real here. Taking dangerous risks when driving a car or having sex before you feel ready or perhaps not doing something you're supposed to do or you want to do, you know. Peer pressure or peer influence can be spoken, but it can also include nonverbal peer pressure. For example, silent peer pressure involves peers modeling certain behaviors. um, Like teens who are considered to be part of the popular crowd, They may feel forced or they may be seen smoking cigarettes leading other peers who believe that smoking, you know, is a desirable thing to do. Most peer pressure is less easy to define. Sometimes a group can make subtle signals without saying anything at all, letting you know that you must dress or talk a certain way or adopt particular attitudes towards school, other students, parents, and teachers in order to win acceptance. In approval. The pressure to conform is hard and real. Most of the times, you can't escape. You're going to fall sometimes, you know? We're human. We're not God himself. The best we can do is be ready to not fall twice. The best we can do is be ready to not fall twice. You know what I mean? Responding to peer pressure is part of human nature. But the fact is what the fact is. Some people are more likely to give in and others are able to resist and stand their ground. But at the end of the day, nearly everyone ends up in a sticky, peer-pressure situation at some point. No matter how wisely you choose your friends or how well you think you know them, sooner or later you have to make decisions that are difficult and could be unpopular, you know? It may be something as simple as resisting the pressure to spend your hard-earned work money or babysitting or shoveling snow as we're in the winter money on the latest iPhone that, you know, quote, everybody has, unquote. Or it might mean the, um, deciding to take a stand that makes you look uncultured. to your group, like thinking, you know, Tom Holland is the best Spider-Man, you know? So, but sooner or later, like, you're going to have to do stuff that, like, maybe take you away from the group's beliefs or, you know, like, make you feel like the odd one out. It's, you know, responding to peer pressure is part of human nature, but the fact is what the fact is. We all are going to sooner or later be put into a position that, you know, it makes it difficult to be popular within the group or to be admired or respected because we have different beliefs. But what does the Bible say about peer pressure? I highlighted six Bible verses about peer pressure. First Corinthians 15.33, it says, Do not be deceived. Bad companies ruins good morals. I'm gonna say that again. in First Corinthians fifteen, verse thirty-three: Do not be deceived, because bad company ruins good morals. There's this quote I know from Haiti. It says, "If you have a basket and you have oranges in it, if there's if one of the oranges is you know like it's not good or it's already past time to eat it, like you can't eat it anymore, you know, it's like it has flies and whatever, and it gets it starts to get darker." If one of these, if one of the oranges has, is, you know, not good or gets dark, all of the other oranges is going to get, are going to get dark too. are going to, you know, be rotten. If one orange is rotten, the other are going to be rotten too. You know, rotten to the core. And it's something that, you know, bad company ruins good morals. Galatians first verse 10 says for am I now seeking the approval of men or of God or am I trying to please men if I were still trying to please men I would not be a servant of Christ serving Christ and pleasing men is two things that did, that do not go together you know what I mean like it's either you're serving God or you're pleasing men. Romans 12, verse 2, which is one of my favorite verses and one of the first verses I learned in Italian. I try to speak a little Italian, but yeah, it says, Do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewal of your mind, that by testing you may discern what is the will of God, what is good and acceptable and perfect. It's kind of of something that we all need, you know, the ability to discern what is right and what is wrong, to discern what is, you know, acceptable, perfect, good. It's something that a lot of us don't have, the ability to discern, you know, like we get swayed so easily by crowds because we don't have the ability to discern. 1 Corinthians 10 verse 13 says, no temptation has overtaken you that is not common to men. God is faithful and he will not let you be tempted beyond our, your ability, but with the temptation, he will also provide the way of escape that you may be able to endure it. Let me say that again. No temptation has overtaken you that is not common to men. God is faithful and he will not let you be tempted beyond your ability. But with the temptation, he will also provide the way of escape that you may be able to endure it. That's so powerful. Like, you know, sometimes you feel like it's impossible to, you know, to move forward because the temptation is greater than us, blah, 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 blah. blah. But at the the end of the day, no temptation has overtaken you that is not common to men, you know. He God will not let you be tempted beyond your ability. So if you're tempted, to, you know, to do something or whatever, it's because God knows you have the ability to overcome it. You know? Matthew six, verse twenty-four says, No one can serve two masters, for either he will hate the one and love the other or he will be devoted to the one and despise the other you cannot serve god or money and money at the same time and this kind of relates to galatians first 10 when it was saying for i'm now seeking the approval of men or of god or am i trying to please men if i were still trying to please men i would not be a servant of christ you know you can't have two masters you know matthew 16 verse 24 it says but he turned and said to peter Get behind me, Satan. You're a you are a hindrance to me for you are not setting your mind on the things of God but of but on the things of men. And I think that's kinda, you know, something to something to actually think about because sometimes our friends, no matter how much we like them, are the ones keeping us behind. You know what I mean? And sometimes it's time we say, get away from me, not specifically Satan, but like, if you're not helping me become stronger in the Lord, maybe you're not supposed to be my friend or you're not, you know, if you're trying to make me serve another master that isn't God, you are not my friend, you know, like if you have a friend who is always pressuring you into a situation to do wrong and sin, that person shouldn't be your friend at all. Christians are to choose our friends wisely because bad friends will lead us astray from Christ. We are not to try to fit in with the world, the cold crowd. Scripture says to set yourself apart from the world and expose evil. If you're joining in evil, how can you expose it? You know what I mean? Find wise friends who can appreciate you for who you are and walk in the path of righteousness. Pray to God for wisdom to to be better or to better handle any situation that you are facing you know don't follow the crown overcome temptation don't be confirmed don't be conformed to the world be god pleasers and not people pleasers if it goes and if it goes against god god's word or your conscience tells you don't do it say no when you're persecuted for saying no of course, your former friends are surprised when you no longer plunge in the flood of wild and destructive things they do. So they slander you. You know, First Peter four verse four, or or Romans twelve fourteen says, "Bless those who persecute you. Don't curse them. Pray that God will bless them." Uh God also says in Ephesians six verse eleven, "Put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the schemes of the devil." Or Ephesians 5, verse 11, take no part in the unfruitful works of darkness, but instead expose them. And I, I don't mean to be serious all the time because at the end of the day, this is for youth. This is for young people. And I'm not preaching. I am not a pastor. I am not preaching. And this is no motivational speech. This is me simply talking my truth and, you know, sharing the word of God and also keeping in mind that we are young and we're just living life, being happy and, you know. Doing stuff that you know makes us happy or whatever, but um, let me share. I should I should have probably done this in the beginning, like you know, share my own story. But let me tell you something about me. A lot of people that I've said, you know, during the past or like during my when I was young girl, like middle school or first starting in high school, and I said that you know I like this person, blah 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 blah. I never truly liked them there's two things. First of all, first thing is that a lot of my friends, whenever I talk to someone, or like, you know, passing by me nice, you know, whatever, they're like, oh my gosh, you look cute together, or, you know, they take it out of, out, out of proportion, and make it a bigger deal than it is. And a lot of these people, I never liked them, or I never, you know, felt any feelings for them. Well, like, my friends were like, oh my gosh, you guys look good together, da 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 he's so cute, oh my gosh, he likes you, da-da-da-da-da. And the fact that you keep You know, hearing this constant statement. Oh, you guys look cute together. Oh, you like him. You definitely do. Blah, 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 blah. You too. I can see it in your eyes. Blah, blah, blah. Even though it's not true. But like the amount of time you be hearing people say this. You kind of tell yourself that maybe you do like this person. You know, maybe you do actually like them. Because everybody sees it. But you don't. But like if everybody sees it, maybe it's true. And a lot of the guys, I've said, hey, I think I like you. Blah, blah, blah. You know. It's all been because my friends have been putting this in my head. Like, yeah, you definitely like this guy. And after I be realizing, yeah, I don't see why, you know, like, I, there's no reason, you know. And, I, and yeah, and sometimes I don't tell the person at all, like, because there was really no need. But I remember thinking about how, like, I truly don't like this person as, you know, more than a friend or more than a human being. So, like, I I was mad that... Or, like, not mad, but, like, I knew that it was all because of my friends, blah, blah, blah. And the second thing is that I remember wanting to be included so much that I was starting to, you know... feel I, I wanted to feel normal so much that I was doing things to make me feel normal. Like, you know, I don't know, like... Like, for instance... I, when I transferred to a new school down, like, my high school career or whatever, I, the first few people that actually talked to me, they were, like, people in my English class, and they started, they were, when they talked together, it was two people, when they talked together, they said a lot of bad, cursing words, and... I remember feeling so, like, left out just because I don't say, like, I'm not the type of person. As a Christian, myself, or also as a person, I don't like to say cursing words. I don't, you know, I don't, you know, I'm not that, it's not, yeah, I just don't. So, like, I started saying curse words just to feel like, oh, you know, I'm normal. I'm like, I can talk like them, you know. And peer pressure isn't always like drugs, sex, blah, blah, blah. It's also in the little things, you know, the little things. And... I started saying cursing words whenever I'm talking with them and not even with other people. But whenever I'm talking with them, I feel the need to say cursing words to feel included. And this is like an example of peer pressure and what it not even peer pressure, but like being pressured to do something because of your friends or feeling like you have to. This is like a subtle peer pressure thing, you know, or a little peer pressure thing. And we all go through it. Whether we like it or not and the way we dress, like, you know, and sometimes it's not even our peers per se, but it's also social media or like our environment or atmosphere or like, you know, sometimes you feel like, yeah, I'm going to a like as a black person, sometimes I feel like, yeah, I'm going to this uh white people event and what a whatnot or white people job or I don't know. So like I feel the need to turn down my blackness, if you see what I mean. So, like, it's all of these little things. They're not big, per se, or they don't have this, like, big of, like effect or impact in our daily lives. But, you know, these are the little things we do out of pressure or, you know. It's not always things like, oh, yeah, I decided to, you know, uh, have sex with this guy, da-da-da. It's not always the big big things like this. It's also the little things, you know, and... Yeah, and sometimes it comes from parents. Like, a lot of parents, a lot of, like, older friends I have, they feel pressure to get married because their parents are like, oh, yeah, when are you going to give me a kid? You know, like, stuff like that. And I know it sucks to say, but our parents actually do peer pressure us a lot. Like, I know a lot of people turn down religion or not even religion, Christianity, because of the way their parents are forcing them, you know? And it's something I can talk about in another episode. But, like, forcing your child to uh be christian or whatever it's not the way to go it's not the way to do it you know like there's nothing wrong with preaching but or like letting them know but forcing or like to the point where they feel so unhappy like i discovered jesus on my own and i know that i grew up in a christian church blah 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 my parents were forcing me but if i need. Discover Jesus on my own, I would not have stayed. And it's something that we can talk about next episode, or you know what not. But this is the point of this episode. Like we were talking about peer pressure, it's it can be little, it can be small, but it's peer pressure nonetheless. And I'm gonna leave you guys with a with a few verses about peer pressure. Um, let me. Okay, don't follow the crowd. Proverbs proverbs 4 verse fourteen fifteen. 15 it says don't do as the wicked do and don't follow the path of evil doers don't even think about it don't go that way turn away and keep moving Exod- ex- exodus 23 verse two say you must not follow the crowd in doing wrong when you're called to testify in a dispute do not be swayed by the crowd to twist justice psalm 1 verse i actually it was one of the like you know, top psalms you had to study. Psalm first, verse one and two. It says, "Blessed is the man that walked that walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor standeth in the way of sinners, nor sitteth in the seat of the scornful. But his delight is in the law of the Lord, and his law doth he me- meditate day and night." Wow, that is so powerful, you know. And Proverbs thirteen. Verse nineteen twenty, which is like all about staying away from bad company. It says it's it is so good when when wishes come true, but fools hate to stop doing evil. Spend times with the wise, and you will become wise. But the friends of fools will suffer, you know. And it also says in Second Corinthians six six verse eight, we serve God, whether people honor us or despise us, whether they slander us or praise us, we are honest, but they call us imp- Imposters. Wow. You know At the end of the day a lot of people are gonna stand against us and a lot of especially as Christians, but also because we're trying to live a godly life or a life outside of the normal or what social media portrays as normal and it's okay. You know, it's okay. A lot of people are not gonna like like us or are gonna think we're weird, but at the end of the day, blessed is our soul because god takes notes you know god take notes never forget that hi i'm young and christian This is all for today's episode. I hope you liked it. Guys, don't forget to subscribe. It helps me a lot. Subscribe, rate, and review the podcast. And also tell me what you want me to talk about next. Tell me what you want me to do, like to bring some creativity into the podcast. And also follow me, follow the podcast on Instagram at at youngchristianpod. And also in the link in uh, my Instagram bio, I also have a whole uh, sign up to my newsletter or submit application to be a guest to the podcast or also to submit topics you want me to talk about i really want to do this with you but not for you but with you if you get what i mean if you see what i mean so don't forget to rate comment like or whatever you can do for the podcast please because that helps me a lot and i love you guys and have a great sunday have a great week please be blessed Hi, I'm Young and Christian.